0: hey it's me PJ Gill and we're here with the monarchist
1: I'm Aaron
2: and I'm Mike
1: you're listening to the Monarchist basketball show as always it's a pleasure to welcome coach Jones to the podcast how you doing coach
3: doing well doing well very excited about uh, uh, tomorrow's uh, game with George Mason. Uh, It's a, it's a big one. The final non-conference contest and uh, you know, just another test for our basketball team, another opportunity to uh, you know, to, to compete for a win and another opportunity to get better.
1: Well, I know I have a uh, meeting that happened to pop up on my calendar at work for tomorrow that is out of the office. It happened to be in Norfolk. So I'm looking forward to that 4 PM meeting as well. (laughs) (laughs) So we're gonna have Chauncey on the show later. Can you talk to us about what he brings to the team and how he's developing as a monarch since he's arrived back in the seven five seven?
3: Yeah, uh, you know Chauncey Jenkins is is a great young man. Um, he's he's extremely quiet, which you guys will probably figure out talking to him. Um, but uh, just just a, a you know a kind, uh, nice person, very soft spoken, uh, you know, well well liked. Uh, he he kind of sits in the... He, he takes it all in, uh, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, he's a hard worker, probably one of our hardest workers, um, and, you know, has, has already, I think, evolved probably into, you know, our, our best player, uh, but he has an extremely high ceiling. Uh, the sky's the limit for, for Chauncey. If he can stay healthy, keep working hard, you know, positive attitude and, uh, you know, just, just keep learning the way he is, you know he's he's going to be a very very good basketball player. Uh, you know he hasn't he hasn't played hardly at all for the last two years, uh, and so you know getting out here, you know getting the reps in practice, getting the opportunity to, you know play a lot of minutes and and, and deal with a lot of uh, different scenarios and situations in in game situations uh, is is just helping him grow and, and learn as a, as a basketball player. So, uh, you know we're we're excited that he decided to come back. Uh, to the seven five seven, become a monarch, and uh, uh, you know I think he's he's having a great time, uh, a great experience. He's he's uh, you know getting a chance to to play, which you know for a competitor the way Chauncey is, uh, I I think that you know that that's something that really is special for him.
1: Not only not only that chance to play, mm-hmm. but um, we know we've heard him talk about it before. The playing in front of family and friends mm-hmm. and just a hometown is really really important to him so that's cool to get him you know seeing him start to blossom and seeing those flashes of that unlimited ceiling that you talk about
3: yeah and you know it's it's funny how um with a lot of guys you know they they say that you know some guys will say it on the front end uh but a lot of guys when they make that 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 transfer right the first thing they do is they 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 understand what it means to be back home and have that support network you know if things don't go great and and you know i'm hopeful that everything you know runs smoothly for the rest of uh, chauncey's career and you know there there's no bumps in the road but i think what what happens with a lot of young men um is you know they they make decisions based on you know hype and the bright lights and the sexiness maybe and then they realize that that stuff is nice um but it really doesn't matter that happiness comes Uh, for basketball players when you're playing, you know, when, when you're able to play and then having that support network is so important, you know, for, for them in, in terms of their happiness. So uh, you know, it's, it's not surprising. I think you see it a lot of times, but I, I, I do, you know, definitely understand that, you know, Chauncey's glad to be back here and have his family and extended family and friends, uh, you know, here every game and, You know, he 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 can drive home. Not that I I think that he does that every every week. But, you know, if if need be, he can he can get back there uh, and be with his people, um, you know, in in a matter of 20 minutes or so.
2: So I'm sorry to go off on this tangent, but it's kind of related in this new transfer portal era of college sports. The recruiting of a high school player that is probably planning on going away for you. There's a lot of that recruiting, building that relationship so when they are ready to transfer, they know that this might be a great landing spot for them?
3: I don't know if I'd say a lot. Absolutely, that happens. Um, You know, that was a a, a part of our uh, MO at American University. Every year, we'd recruit one or two guys that were, you know, good enough to go to a Power Five, uh, but where we kind of thought, you know, they might make it. But they might not, you know, and we might have a, an in there somehow they might be local Washington, D.C., or we might, you know, know somebody in their family. or And so we recruited them, even though we knew we weren't getting them out of high school. Um, it, it was a very intentional uh, uh, effort. Um, and, you know, at, at one point, uh, uh, you know, and, and these kids were good students, too, or else we couldn't have had them uh, at, at, at America. But, you know, at one point we had a. Uh, uh, two transfers, two uh, guys from the SEC uh, that had, had, had transferred and, and were starters for us uh, at American University. We've done some of, of that. It's it's not uh, quite as intentional, uh, maybe as 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 before. But there's there's guys that we've uh, that that we've recruited that you know with an eye towards. And this is this is before the transfer portal. But with an eye towards, okay, if if this this doesn't work out. And it's not, you know, it's not a lock that, that it is going to work out. But if this doesn't work out, make sure you don't burn any bridges, you know, that the love's here. We, you know, we, we develop a relationship over a couple of years uh, so that this could be a, you know, a nice uh, soft landing spot for them if, if, if their initial choice, uh, you know, doesn't work out. All right.
2: So <laughs> since our last episode, you guys have had two games with 2-0, both at home against Tribe. Of Women Mary and Gardner Webb. First up, we'll talk about the Women Mary game. The Old Dominion wins 72 to 62. We got great contributions across the lineup with four players in double digits: Tyreek, Chauncey, and Faison. The one thing that jumped out to me in this game was (coughs) Tyrico's scoring down the stretch. I think with about four to go, he had maybe two points, but he sort of took over, scored eight in the final minutes, and helped us pull away what were your thoughts on this game?
3: well the the game kind of uh, transpired the, the way we fit, figured it would. Uh, we knew that Wayman Mary was a, an extremely physical team uh, that that they weren't going to really let us get into the lane very easily. Uh, and it was a you know, it was a slug for a while, but we finally got some uh, some, m- some momentum. we We finally got some some stops and were able to put together some uh, good offensive possessions where, you know, we were able to convert and pulled away at, at the end, uh, you know, with, with Dorico, um, you know, his, his scoring, uh, it, it's not that he made great moves. He, he worked. That's what he did. He worked his tail off. He, he, he got, uh, some putbacks, uh, and, 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 and follow-ups and, uh, tip-ins and, and those, you know, those count too. <laughs> and, uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think he made a couple free throws as, as well, uh, but it, it, he, he just worked, and we, we got good shots. They didn't go in, but uh, because Tyreek or, or Chauncey, you know, had, had created some some lanes, he was able to get to the offensive boards uh, and, and, you know, get a, a couple tough buckets. I, I think Faison, same thing. You know, it's not like he was making uh, a lot of back-to-the-basket moves. He ran the floor, got a, a layup or two. I think he got one dunk uh, and, and, you know, worked his way. Uh, to to get double figures, that was uh, uh, a season high, I think, for both of those those guys. And it it, it simply, you know, do they 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 put in great effort. They hustled, they stayed with the plays, and, and they were rewarded with with buckets at the offensive end.
2: All right, next up, Gardner Webb. We win forty four to forty three at home. I don't know if there was a lid on the basket or what, but uh, to put it kindly, this is kind of an ugly game. Defenses did their jobs. And on offense, Mackay was pretty great in the first half with 12 points, but uh, there was not much to write home about in this game. But we won, and that's the goal.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's about the only good thing that, that happened uh, out of that. Uh, you know, we – defensively, you know, you you could say we, we, we played well when you look at Gardner-Webb's, uh, you know, the totals, but, um, you know – just offensively there was no rhythm we we didn't do any of the things that we've practiced and talked about in terms of moving uh the the ball stuck uh the 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 the, the individuals stuck you know we I was shuttling guys in and out just looking for anybody that could give us any kind of life um you know we just got through talking about Chauncey you know that that was the the one game I think so far this this year Chauncey was just out of it I mean he 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 got frustrated and he was forcing things. I, you know, um, you know, Makai, I, I love me some Makai, but uh, you talked about those those threes that he had. Well, he had also probably three or four at least terrible shots just driving in and being out of control. Um, and, and we just didn't help ourselves at all. So, um, you know, that's one where uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take it. You know, we have no intention of getting it back. Uh, it was more of a rock fight than it was a basketball game, uh, but uh, it it, uh, it goes down in the win column, and uh, you know, hopefully, we we learned some stuff. We were able to uh, uh, look at film and, and talk about you know what what we have to do to be better than than that. It wasn't it wasn't purely uh, a case of missing shots. Um, however, we got enough wide open shots that if we made a decent percentage, we got to the free throw line. uh, I I wanted to say it was 22 times uh, enough that if we made, you know, just 60%, 70%, I mean, that's not a high percentage of those free throws. You know, we, we, we would have had an easier go of it. Um, But, but we have to help ourselves uh, by playing smarter uh, by, by taking better shots uh, and, 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 you know, just not, not just throwing anything up there.
1: In that game, we were talking about struggling. I mean, Emo. Emo's a classic case of struggling. Emo missed his first nine shots. But when all the chips were on the line, he comes up with a huge three-pointer with, what, about 40 seconds left to take the lead there. I think this is the second time this year where he's had a kind of a clutch, no time left kind of shot. Starting to become a little bit of a pattern. I don't know that you want that pattern to be where he has to do that, but it's nice to see.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think... um you know, we're, we're seeing Emo, you know, gradually improve. Uh, he, he's certainly on an upward trajectory. You know, there's still a lot that he has to learn and, 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 and master. But, uh, you know, step by step, he's, he's moving forward. And, and, and that was a big basket. I mean, we were struggling. You know, we had a really kind of stagnant another, really kind of stagnant possession. And he ended up kind of right over there in front of our bench. And with, with three seconds on the clock, and I just, I just kind of yelled, shoot it, shoot it. And, and he let it fly, and, and fortunately for us, the, the ball went in the basket. So, um, you know, you, you can't say that's exactly the way we drew it up. Uh, but, but, again, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take it. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And, uh, you know, we, we were able to, to find a way defensively to hang on because, as you said, there were a couple more possessions there. Uh, and, and, and we, we were able to get some stops defensively to, to hold on.
1: All right. So as Mike said, the game wasn't a pretty game, but you guys got the win, and that's the most important thing. Just win, baby. But you've had about a week and a half since that game. We got the game tomorrow, 4 o'clock. So is that a game that you tear up, or is that a game that you really dive into with the fellas and look at those opportunities? How do you approach this week and a half before the George Mason game?
3: Well, oh, the, the Gardner Webb game was on on uh, Saturday night. Uh, ended uh, actually because of an early uh, a late start. Ended later than, than normal. Sunday was off. Uh, you know our guys had begun uh, exams, and, and Sunday was a big study day for them. We did practice Monday. Not I think maybe one person had uh, had an exam uh, an actual exam on Monday, um, and we came in and we watched the the Gardner Webb film. Um, we, we 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 practiced. Uh, and it was more just kind of getting up and down, getting a lot of shots up, trying to stay uh, trying to stay sharp. But we, we did. We, we watched that film. It was way too early to start watching George Mason film. So, you know, we figured, go ahead, let's watch this. Let's talk about it. And the, the big thing, the big takeaway was just the, the horrendous shots that we took at, at, at certain times. Just, uh, again, double pumping, throwing stuff up there that, yeah, you know, just for no rhyme or reason. Then the guys had Tuesday and Wednesday off. Um, they, they were required to come in on their own. One of the two days uh, it was, it was up to them and uh, and lift and get treatment um, whenever they could f- uh, factor it in. And then we practiced uh, Thursday and Friday um, and, and again, uh, working on a couple new things and working on some stuff we needed to tighten up. Uh, Saturday was, was off. And then Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we, you know, was our, our preparation specifically for, for George Mason. So, you know, we kind of had it mapped out. We didn't want to overdo it, but we also had to make sure that we didn't, you know, with those multiple days off in there, we didn't want to lose our conditioning or, uh, you know, uh, sharpness uh, and, and, you know, stayed ready, ready to play. All
2: right. So we've talked about the preparation. Tomorrow is the 60th meeting all time between old dominion and George Mason. ODU leads the series 37-22 to over the Patriots, with the Monarchs winning three of the last four. They are one and four away from the Patriots' center this season. Uh, They beat Tulane in Chicago, lost all three games in the Virgin Islands at the Paradise Jam, and they dropped their lone True Road game at Auburn. However, they have won five straight and are coming off that win over Tulane in Chicago, 62-56 at the Legends of Basketball Showcase. What can fans expect from George Mason?
3: Um, you know, they're, they're a team that, uh, uh, you know, can, can do uh, a number of things offensively. Their best player, Josh Oduro, um, uh, is, is a big guy, but he'll, he'll play kind of, uh, you know, rather than posting up traditionally and, and you know, being be down on the block or in the lane, he'll post up at the elbow. He'll post up, uh, you know, on the baseline out at, uh, you know, 15 feet and he'll drive the ball, and he'll spin and and move around. Um, He's a very willing passer, and at times, I mean, he's throwing dimes. I mean, he's skipping it to three-point shooters and cutters, um, but he also, he'll turn the ball over a lot. I think uh, in that game against Tulane, he had five or six turnovers. Um, But we've got to do a good job of, uh, you know, really um, limiting his easy ones uh, as much as they go to him, uh, you know he's he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. Um, but uh, you know we 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 can't you know let him get dunks and layups and, and that kind of thing and and play for long periods of time one on one in the post. Um, the 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 other two guys that are a real um, uh, threat for 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 them um, uh, are, are uh, Victor Bailey, transferred from Tennessee, lefty uh, shooting 45 plus from the three point line. Um, you know, he's a wiry six six athlete, uh two guard matchup, but he he hit he made five threes against uh, Tulane. Uh so we've we've got to, you know, we're we're not gonna, you know, stay uh with with him uh per se. That that would stay for us in our vernacular means uh, uh not helping off. Um uh, but we've got to get to him quickly, you know, on the catch, we've got to be there. Uh, and then the other guy, Cooper, um, is, uh, is, is uh, another guy that can shoot the three-point line. Uh, you know, he's uh, uh, shooting over 40%, but he can drive it as well. Uh, and, and we've got to do a good job. He, he's, he's very right-handed. He likes to get downhill going right, whereas Bailey, if he doesn't shoot the three, he'll attack going left. Um, the other guy's gains is their four-man. He had 11 rebounds uh, against uh, Tulane really hits the offensive boards hard, um, he he can shoot the three. He's only shooting 30%, but he is a threat out there if you don't respect him. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're going to have to, uh, you know, make sure we respect all of their guys. But uh, the help that we give, whether we're doubling, whether we're just kind of flexing and trying to take away Odura's space, you know, we can't allow him just to play one-on-one. Uh, against Dorico and Jason and, and, and Faison. He'll, he'll foul him out if we, we do that. He's he's too good to play one-on-one. So, um, you know, they're a talented team, a good team, uh, a, a great test, a great opportunity for us, and we've got to be ready to play. It's as simple as that. This is uh, uh, obviously a, a home game. Uh, we, we'd love to finish non-conference play undefeated at home. Uh, it's a, a game against an A-10 opponent and you know, we all know what that means to you when you're playing, uh, you know, a, a higher rated, I guess, uh, you know, conference, uh, you know, you you, you want to do well there. So, um, you know, we're, we're excited and, and hopefully we can come out and, uh, you know, be, uh, be, be ready to play, play with a lot of energy uh, and, and uh, you know, play the way we're capable of playing for 40 minutes.
1: So when folks are listening to this tip off, I'll say tip off today. As you're listening to this, is at 4 p.m. Kind of an interesting time. How did that come about? Do you, I mean,
3: um, we were really trying to get this game. Um, uh, they they were uh, they were contractually obligated to come to this game, um, and there was a time when they said we're not coming, and so we negotiated and, and, and would uh, see a league contacted their AD and basically we 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 got it back on. You know, I mean uh VCU and Richmond um weren't contractually obligated, but they you know they they decided they weren't going to play us this year. Maryland broke a contract. The last thing we needed was somebody else breaking a contract that would have been a home game uh for for us. So finally we got it, but uh in, in order to to secure the game, uh, on, on this date because they hey, they have to turn around and play again on the 23rd. they play somebody I don't know who it is. Um, you know we, we agreed to play at four o'clock so that they can get out of here and, and get to wherever it is that they're uh, they're playing. Uh, um, and so that's that's really the reason why it's the, the four o'clock uh, tip off to, to try to try to help uh, George Mason.
2: All right so before our next episode we're gonna have two more games in addition to the George Mason game. Our t- first two Sunbelt games this season, Arkansas State and Louisiana next Thursday and Saturday, the 29th and 31st, both are at home. The Red Wolves have kind of limped out of the gate to start four and five, and two of those wins are against non-division ones. Meanwhile, the Raging Cages are exactly the opposite. They're off to a really good start at 10 and one, with a solid win on the road against SMU and at home against Louisiana Tech. Is there anything you can share about the Red Wolves and Cajuns,
3: or are we too far out? I have no idea. I, I, you just told me more than I, I, I know. <laughs> uh, you know, I do, I do know you know Louisiana was, was, was picked in uh, you know, the preseason polls. I voted for them only because Bob Marlin, who's their coach, told me that that, that they were probably the, you know, the best returning team. Uh, they, they, they had some, uh, you know, Bob, Bob's a friend of mine. He's been in coaching a long time. That's one thing in, in, uh, in, in the Sunbelt with Bob and some others and Cliff Ellis down there, there's a bunch of, a bunch of us old guys uh, in, in, in the league uh, that have been around a long time. But, um, you know, I, I do know also that Louisiana has uh, a player, Jordan Brown, who's, uh, an outstanding player uh, was was a, a you know had a terrific year last year, uh, and is, is probably you know certainly being touted as the best player in, in the conference this year. So I do know that about him, but uh, I haven't watched any film, uh, and, and and won't until uh, you know probably Christmas Day, maybe uh, around the twenty sixth.
1: Obviously, we don't want to jump ahead, you know, one game at a time, but we do know that. Like you said, we, you you want to win that last game going into the conference and with some momentum. So, how important is it to get off to a quick start, though, in conference?
3: Well, uh, you know, you you definitely want to get off to a quick uh, a quick start. There's lots of reasons, you know, from confidence reasons, the the, the fact that the games are at home. I mean, that's that's more uh, significant. Is is you you got to win your home games, uh, whether it's the Sun Belt, whether it's Conference USA, or uh, years ago in, in, in the colonial, you know, you got to win your home games if you're going to, you know, try to compete, uh, you know, for any of the top spots in, in, in the conference. Uh, so, you know, we've, we've got those first two and uh, you know, you, 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 just have to find, find a way to, to win at home. Uh, and then, you know, you can do what you do on, on the road, but uh, that that's uh, again, uh, in, in any sport uh, in any league at any level, You know, you you, got to win your home game somehow or another. You got to find a way.
1: All right. So we briefly touched on playing a quote unquote higher rated conference. So there's a ton of metrics out there that folks can look at. I'm just going to wind Mike up here and let him go because I know this is something he's passionate
2: about. So
1: the floor is yours, Mike.
2: So currently the net, which for those at home that are unaware, is what the NCAA committee says they use to help make the tournament field Currently, the net is rating the Sunbelt pretty favorably this season. The league is rated 13th, just one spot behind the A-10. And we have four teams in the top 100 in the net and seven in the top 100. Odu currently sits at 126 with a good opportunity to move up against Mason. How much weight should we be putting into this at this point in the season? And once non-conference play is over, do you expect the conferences to move around much?
3: Um, I, you know, I, I don't know about the conferences, actually. I mean, it, it's been a good, I think, for the Sunbelt. This is this has been a good. Marshall's off to its best start uh, ever under uh, uh, Coach Dan, Dan Tony. Uh, Louisiana is off to the, their best start in a long, long time. James Madison is off to an, an unbelievable start. So uh, uh, who else? Oh, so- Southern Miss is off to a great start. Um, so it's, it's been, you know, a, a good non-conference, uh, 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 scheduled non-conference performance by, by the Sunbelt schools. However, your question is, you know, how much should we pay attention? Absolutely zero, none, nada. Uh, the net, it'll, it'll take probably another month for the net. The, the, the way it's set up, uh, there's no way, uh, that, that you can, uh, you know, accurately predict anything. For instance, not to take anything away with Southern Misses uh, start, I think they're ten and one. Southern Miss is rated right now in the net at twenty. Uh, I, I think it's something like that. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure they're 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 a good team. I haven't seen them, but there's no way that Southern Miss is the t- uh, the twentieth best uh, team in the country. Um, so a lot of things in the next month will start. You know, as as everybody's finished non conference, you can't play these, uh, you know these these teams that you're beaten by 40 and have you know all, all this nonsense. Um, you know, you you're starting to play conference play, and things will start settling in and making I think a, a lot more sense going going forward. So on uh, today's the 20th, by January the 20th, ask me that same question and I'll I'll probably have a, a different answer. But right now, the net or, and, and other things just really, you know, they, it, you really can't can't get anything out of it. So
2: I'm glad you used Southern Miss as an example there. They are off to a really good start, and they're 25th currently in the net. But according to Warren Nolan, they also have the 266th SOS for their non-conference. I believe James Madison also has the top 100 in the net right now, and theirs is like –
3: James Madison's, I think, is in the top 50.
2: They're 51 right now, but their non-conference SOS is 290. So it's really taking in that margin of defeat and wins. Um, they have two really good losses to ACC schools, but they're still losses. And they've been blowing out all these quad four teams.
3: Well, I, I tell you what, though, that uh, a really good loss sometimes is is better than a, a win against a uh, a bad opponent, you know, I mean, it, uh, it might not look as good and, and people might not notice, but you know, you, it's certainly a non-conference play, you know, that's the case in conference play. You just want to win. I mean, you're, you're going to play who you're assigned to play, but, um, you know, you, if, if, if it's a loss, I know James Madison lost to UVA by, by five That you know, that's, that's a pretty damn good uh, performance by, by them going into Charlottesville playing it that close. So, um, you know the, the the bottom line is everybody's got to do what they've got to do as far as scheduling. I think there were some people that looked at our schedule and uh, you know, knowing that we weren't playing VCU and, and that Maryland had broken the contract. I tell you what, but when when we look back at this, our schedule's been pretty daggone good. When you you know you think of Norfolk State's pick to win the 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 Miac, you got uh, uh, Furman who's picked to to win their conference. You've got College of Charleston, that's uh, ten and one, and getting getting votes and playing them down there, having the chance to play uh, Virginia Tech and and playing another A10 school uh, in Davidson. Um, You know, we might not have played any other than uh, you know other than maybe Tech. I don't know, but you know, you know, really, really good teams. But we've played everybody. We've played has, has has been real solid. So. Um, I think our schedule has done, and I, I, I know we've got one more big one uh, tomorrow, but has done has tested us and pushed us. It's given us a chance to, to win some games, playing some games at home. Uh, but uh, that's exactly what we had hoped we could do by you know basically playing all of December uh, at, at home. but we have been, uh, you know have, we have been pushed and challenged. Uh, we've played in some tight games, both wins and losses. Uh, so hopefully we're better because of that, rather than playing uh, weak opponents and and you know having blowout games. That and and even when you think about our exhibition against uh, uh, Christopher Newport and our, uh, uh, our our win against Virginia Wesleyan, yes, they're Division three programs, but they're they're two of the very 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 best and extremely well coached Division three programs. So um, you know I I, I do like. Uh, how our our schedule has unfolded this year in terms of helping us prepare and, and get ready for conference play.
2: I'll say two things on that. First of all, I'm not sure if you saw the great ending between those two teams last week, but it was a buzzer beater win. And secondly, the numbers on Warren Nolan support you and how tough of a schedule this was. As we noted, JMU and Southern Miss are both 200 plus strength of schedule for the non conference. All Dominions is right now. It's fifty-seven. So that's one of the toughest schedules in the country
3: right now. You know, I mean, again, we'll 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 see going forward what all that 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 stuff means. But um, the the big thing for me, you know, the, the strength of schedule rankings and all that, you know, really is irrelevant. It's what what how they've pushed us right, and yeah. and have we have we gotten better because we've been in. Um, You know, a a really hard fought game against uh, Norfolk State, Uh, another one against William and Mary, an ugly one, a rock fight against Gardner Webb. You know, and yet we found ways to win all three of those. We got to play against a really good Virginia Tech team on a neutral site, a a good Furman team, a a good Davidson team. And if we're getting better, that's that's the purpose of of all of that. Um, I'd like to think we're getting better. Uh, we've we've got as I said another opportunity, another test against George Mason. It's, it's a big one, um, and and it's not just about winning the game. That's the the ultimate goal, but you know, can can we get better? Does that somehow propel us and we take another step in this journey that that, that goes on through March? Uh, you know, to to become a, a better, uh, more well-rounded, consistent basketball team.
2: All right. Before we go, what's the team plan for the holidays? How does that work? with this break
3: well with this 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 early start uh, tomorrow you know they'll be able to i'm sure everybody will be getting out of here tomorrow night um you know everybody's going home or whatever with the exception of uh, trey brown uh you know i was talking to him the other day and he's got some friends and 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 you know teammates family around here i know he's going to be spending some time uh with uh, with pj uh and, and pj's mom but um, Trails stay here rather than go out to, to Washington, the state of Washington. Everybody else will, will be going home. Um, uh, they, they've got one additional day this year than, than normal. Usually, we our last games on the 22nd. This year, obviously, on the 21st, uh, they have to be back. Uh, their flights have to be scheduled to land in Norfolk prior to 12 o'clock on the 26th. Uh, I believe we are practicing at 4 o'clock. Uh, we're going at four and the women are going at six, I, I think, um, uh, just to get all the, the the food and the sitting around and the travel and everything out of our systems, uh, you know, that, that night. Um, and then, you know, the, the 27th and 28th, uh, we're going to tee it up because, uh, you know, we, we will have only two days of preparation, you know, for for that uh, opening uh, uh, Sunbelt Conference game uh, uh, against, who is it, Arkansas State? Is that who it is? Yeah.
1: All right, Coach. Well, I know Mike and I are going to be there tomorrow, but do you have a message for Monarch Nation? Because this thing is going to come out at 5 a.m. tomorrow, so hopefully it'll get on a bunch of ears.
3: Well, I, I think the first thing is is just, you know, uh, thanks so far. Uh, I, I think the the, the fans have, have come out and rallied behind this team, and when we've needed them in some of these tight games, you know, they've really responded, and they've been fantastic, as as they almost always are. Uh, uh, the second thing is, is just uh, – you know, just to, to wish everybody a, a very safe, uh, a happy holiday and Merry Christmas. Um, you know, I hope everyone has an opportunity to, uh, you know, enjoy their family and, 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 and friends. And, and, you know, the, this, this is a season that, that is, is, is really, really special. And so, uh, you know, hopefully everybody can partake in that. uh, uh and, uh, like I said, be, be safe, uh, and, uh, and, and hopefully we'll see everyone uh, on the 29th uh, back, back safe and, and back in, in Chartway Arena.
2: Absolutely. Great message, Coach. Happy holidays to everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. And one note before we go, once conference play starts, we're going to be doing these weekly. So please keep tuning in and go Monarchs.
1: Go Monarchs. Welcome back Monarch Nation. Today we're joined by Newport News Native Menschville High School 757 Baller 64 guard Chauncey James. Welcome to the show Chauncey. Appreciate it, y'all.
2: Hey, thanks for joining us Chauncey. How are you and the fellows feeling after a three-game win streak with a big game tomorrow at Chartway against George Mason?
0: Uh, we feeling great. Um it was nice to you know capitalize on those that, that little home stretch we had. And uh, we had some good practices after that uh, with this nice little break we had. So we're feeling real good going into this game.
1: That's awesome to hear. So after graduating from Menchville, you started your college career out of Wichita State. You played mm-hmm. 25 games before coming home. So after the Norfolk State victory, we saw you hop up on the table in front of the student section with Makai. What's it mean to be back in the 757 and playing in front of family, friends, and your hometown?
0: Uh, it means a lot. Uh, I tell my family and friends all the time when they come out to the games how much I appreciate them and how much it means to me that they're you know that I have that constant support. Uh, it's just it's not much you can it's not more you can ask for just being at home playing in front of people you know that have genuine support for you. and want to see you do. Uh, want to see you do well.
2: So Chance, you did play at Wichita State. How did that experience shape you as a person and a player? And what led you to come home and transfer?
0: Uh, it definitely uh, made me grow up fast. Uh, I went out there at 18 years old, first out of high school, you know, just me. So I had to grow up and learn how to be on my own. And I definitely went through a lot of adversity that um, that's, that's uh, helping me right now with my ODU career. So it felt great to just come back home. And like I said, um, just having friends and family out here that I know, you know, constantly support me. I didn't really have that um, all the way in Kansas. So it means a lot to be back home and be able to do it where i where i grew up at
1: so mike and i've been to a number of practices this year and it's clear that you guys go hard in order to be prepared for going into battle every time that you guys step on the court Mm -hmm. so how are things different for you as a monarch as from your time when you were at wichita state
0: uh it's not too different um and both in both programs we practice real hard but I think um, Coach Jones is uh, more of an opportunist. He looks at every day like as an opportunity to get better, no matter if it's a light practice, no matter if it's, you know, just a shoot around. He tells us every day that when we go out there, we got to take it as a chance to get better. So I think every day is value here. And that's something that's valuable to us and our success.
2: So during our preseason talk with Coach Jones, he brought you up as someone that has unlimited potential And we see it with the explosive plays, the explosive drives to the basket, your three-point shooting, and your defense. But during the Virginia Tech game, that potential really showed itself. You basically took over the game on offense in the second half. Was there something the defense was doing, or were you just feeling it?
0: Uh, I I mean, I was just out there playing basketball. Um, My teammates was putting me in the right positions, and Coach was – you know, giving me some opportunities to make some plays, and I just capitalized on them.
2: So how do you feel about where your game is right now and where can it go in the future?
0: I feel uh, – I mean, I feel good about where my game is right now. Um, I think I have a long, long way to go uh, to reach my full potential, but I definitely am happy where my game is right now. I'm going to just constantly be in the gym every day, just trying to get better.
2: So if you had to pick one thing that you're trying – to improve on the most, what would it be?
0: Uh, I'd probably say uh, better decision making. Um, uh, there have been some there have been some games this year where I've probably turned the ball over a little more than I should have, and I feel like that can easily be avoided if, I, if my decision making was better.
1: All right, Chauncey. So you rocked a number two jersey. You were in high school as a monarch, and now at Old Dominion as a monarch. But tell us where number two comes from and what the significance is behind that number.
0: Uh, it's no, it's no real significance to to the number two, but I think uh, my first year playing JV in high school, uh, I was in ninth grade, and it was kind of my first year being a starting point guard, and I got to pick the pick my jersey first, and when I picked number two, I put I put the jersey on it, it made me feel like somebody, so ever since then I just stuck with it from ninth grade to now.
2: All right, Shaunti. So in a game of one on one. What is your go-to move?
0: In game one-on-one? Uh, definitely the crossover. Al Iverson crossover.
1: You know, when we had PJ on, <laughs> he he <laughs> He <like> a little <laughs> laugh there. He gave us his move. It was like a crossover and then a Hezzy. And yeah. then, what, un, like another Hezzy or something? I think he said, Mike. But he mentioned Iverson as well, if I remember correctly.
2: Yeah, he wants to play Iverson one-on-one and said he'd beat him. He said, he, wow, good luck with that. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, so we've heard that there's all kinds of hidden talents on this squad. So each of the guys that we've had on the podcast so far has shared mm-hmm. something that they know about a player. So tell us something about one of your teammates that Old Dominion fans probably do not know. Let me think.
0: Uh, I know for sure, Emo. <laughs> Emo was telling us he uh, he was born with six toes. <laughs> So. We
1: definitely have not heard that yet. We we've, we've heard that that uh, emo can be difficult to sleep in the same room with. We know, yeah, that.
0: that's definitely true. He my roommate now, and he'd fall asleep as soon as he closes his eyes. He's instantly snoring. So.
1: We also, I think PJ also told us that he was a certified lover boy.
2: Yeah, that
0: too. <laughs> emo got a lot of characteristics.
2: All right. So one thing we've noticed this season is that Cooper Jones is the certified handshake guy. How do you end up with that?
0: Uh Coop just got swag. He just real cool. <laughs> and uh I think it just it just, just kind of made sense because I cool he is. All
2: right. I know you haven't been here that long. And I think I know the answer to this. But yeah. what's your most memorable game so far as a monarch?
0: Uh for sure, the Norfolk State game. Uh winning that game on our home floor, uh kind of like the battle, the battle for the city. That's definitely uh the largest crowd in a few years too. So that's definitely probably my most memorable memorable game.
2: Yeah, the crowd, the crowd was fantastic. Um, yeah. How was that end of the game, that handshake line? I got to imagine it was pretty uh, salty.
0: Uh, yeah, it was a little salty, but we got respect for those dudes at the end of the day. They, they're some talented players, and it was a hard-fought game.
1: Yeah, that was a close game all night. But you guys were resilient, and in the end, you pulled it out, which we've kind of seen as a theme a lot this year, to tell you the truth. Um, yeah. So, you know, you've had some travels in your basketball career so far. What's your favorite gym that you've had the opportunity to play in?
0: Uh, I mean, I can't say none other than the Minsville High School basketball gym. Uh, I think it's just because how much I grew playing in there uh, all four years of high school and just how much we accomplished in there. So, yeah, I have to say Minsville.
2: All right, so now we're going to pivot to some pretty laid-back questions. What's your favorite restaurant in Norfolk?
0: My favorite restaurant in Norfolk? Um, Let me see. I go to a lot. I mean, I eat a lot of different stuff. Uh, I like Olive Garden, Texas Roadhouse. I kind of eat just the general, the general stuff.
1: Texas Roadhouse has come up twice. Now, AJ yeah. Oliver. AJ, I don't know. Do you know AJ?
0: Yeah, I think uh, he's on the team
1: last year, right? Yeah. Now, AJ apparently had a Sunday routine with eating at Texas Roadhouse. He was pretty, pretty emphatic about how good that place is.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, real good.
1: So I know you don't have much free time, but when you do, what's your favorite spot on campus?
0: Uh, I probably have to say the web, get some Chick-fil-A, um, you know, get some food in me, then just go home, I'll probably listen to music, play the game, something like that. But, yeah, I have to say the web. And it's a cool place to study and stuff like that, too. So,
2: All right, what's your favorite thing to do in your free time?
0: Uh, I don't really do much if I'm not playing basketball. Um, if I'm not playing, I'm probably watching basketball. Or, like I said, like listening to music, watching a show, something like that, playing a game, something like that.
2: So is there a favorite team you like to watch or a player? Uh, no, I got a lot of fa- favorite players, though.
0: One of my favorite players is Paul George. Uh, I kind of like watching Devin Booker or uh, Kyrie Irving. Got a lot of players I watch.
1: All right. So what's your favorite basketball
0: movie?
1: Uh, I had to say He Got Game.
2: Solid choice. All right. Favorite band or musical artist? Uh, NBA, young boy, for sure. All right,
1: so we kind of went there a little bit with PJ, so we're gonna ask you that same question. If you can play one on one against any player. Who would you pick, and are you gonna win? Uh, first off, yes,
0: I'm gonna win. Uh, <laughs> uh, any player, like on my team, or in general, like in the NBA or anything like that.
1: Anywhere, anywhere
0: in the world. Uh. I probably had probably to say somebody like Kyrie just because I know I'm going to get better in that game. And I know it's going to be a challenge.
1: I like it. Everything you talk about, your confidence comes through. Everything is challenging. Everything is about getting better. Yeah. Pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, for sure. I'm surprised that John Morant hasn't come up yet because you guys kind of look alike and you guys play a lot alike.
0: Oh uh, Yeah, I mean, I get that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I definitely like his game, though. I think uh, we got some similarities as well, with kind of like the athleticism, just the explosiveness. All
2: right. What is your top personal and team goal for this year, and what will it take for you and the team to get there?
0: We, we want to go to the tournament. want to converse So I mean, I think, you know, that's the only way we're going to accomplish everything we want to accomplish is to aim big. we definitely more than capable of doing it.
1: Well, we definitely know you are as well. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. We appreciate you coming on, Chauncey, but before we go, Do you have anything that you want to get an NIL deal or any sort of thing that you want to talk about to Monarch Nation and let them know?
0: Uh, I don't have anything, you know, behind the scenes or anything like that coming, but I am open to NIL opportunities. So if anybody would like to inquire with me, then, you know, I'm not hard to get in contact with.
2: (laughs) You heard it, Monarch Nation. If you're looking for someone to promote your products or your brand, hit up Chauncey on Twitter or Instagram. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, John C. Wish you best of luck this season, and especially tomorrow night, beat Mason. Afternoon. Oh, sorry, afternoon. That's right. We'll see you there.
1: Thank you. All right. Go Monarchs. Go Monarchs. Yes, sir.